You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. It is the Oz Network as we come to you today for another interview with a actor who, of course, is appearing on one of the three main shows that we're covering here on the Oz Network. Today, it's time to get into a lost actor. And uh, pleasure to speak today to Sonia Walger, who played, of course, the role of Penny. Uh, Penny Hume, Penny uh, Widmore, whichever one you want to kind of go with. And um, somebody sort of joined the show at the end of the second season uh, and mainly appeared in flashback. She obviously left a significant impact on this show. The love story uh, between Penny and Desmond, probably the most iconic on the entire show. And uh, definitely some of the most memorable scenes uh, of the entire series involved uh, Sonia's character of Penny, which we talk about in this interview. It's a great chat. She talks about how she was uh, cast on the show. Uh, she basically talks about that she read for a completely different role in the pilot uh, and how that would have changed the, um, the grand scheme of Lost had that have uh, happened. And uh, also just uh, working with uh, Henry and Cusack, uh, working with Alan Dale, and, um, yeah, working on this show, which she obviously still gets uh, very much recognised for uh, after all these years. She also talks a little bit about uh, Flash Forward. I bring that up just because I was a big fan of the TV show Flash Forward. And uh, she also talks about some great things that she's got coming up and also uh, how she's doing some podcasting, which uh, I'm very keen to check out after uh, hearing her talk a little bit about it in this interview. So, without further ado, here is my chat with Sonia Walger. It is a massive pleasure to welcome our next guest here to the Oz Network, an actor who has uh, appeared on many things. You know her from plenty of things across the years, but to our listeners, probably best known as playing the role of Penny Widmore or Penny Hume, whichever way you want to uh, classify her, on Lost, and uh, one of these characters that definitely we're huge fans of here on the show, and I'm very excited to be able to speak today to Sonia Walger, and she's on the line with me today. Sonia, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. I, I am so excited to talk to you today because uh, at least at the time of recording this, we are just approaching the third season of our recap series of Lost. So we're, we've basically just been introduced to you, uh, essentially, as Penny mm-hmm. on the show. But uh, I've, I've been talking you up a lot because... I'm a, I'm a huge fan of your character. I'm a huge fan of, uh, Penny and Desmond, of course, across, uh, the series of Lost. And I can imagine yeah. that very popular pairing on the show that even, what are we now? Eight years after Lost ended, that this is still something that no doubt people have to talk to you about because this was a very, a very big show. And I guess that's a bit of an understatement, probably. <laughs> Uh, yes, no question. I mean, it still is astonishing to me how um, sort of international and beloved this this pair are. Um, I I don't think I knew at the time how sort of significant Penny was, either for me or for or for everyone else. Um, she was just this lovely character that I would nip off to Hawaii and go and play intermittently. Um, but I did all these other shows and plays and things while I was doing Lost. So Lost wasn't wasn't my bread and butter. It was it was this fun like snack that I would go and have. <laughs> um, so it's it's sort of that thing where it creeps up on you and you look back and go, oh wow, the, the things that I thought were my bread and butter are not the things that I'm remembered for. Or I mean, some, sometimes of course they are, but <laughs> Penny will follow me to my grave. And uh, and I'm I'm delighted and grateful. It's it's a really unexpected 
a, a growing surprise, not one of those sort of overnight ones, but ones that creep up on you and you go, wow, I'm in the depths of Patagonia, unrecognizable probably even to my mother, and someone just tapped me on the shoulder and went, penny. So <laughs> I guess she follows me everywhere. <laughs> I mean, it's interesting because throughout all the people we've spoken to so far here on the show, I mean, for the most part, they're, you know, actors who have appeared sort of in the first season or at least kind of, you know, in the early days, whereas, you know, Penny's not introduced basically to the finale of season two. So, I mean, as you were saying, this is kind of something that you sort of appear intermittently, but even at the time, I guess, because um, Henry's character of Desmond wasn't even sort of perceived as a permanent character for a while there. So he's kind of brought back. They need to introduce this Penny character. So for you, were you a, were you a fan of Lost? Had you even seen the show before you were cast? I mean, I guess it was kind of hard to avoid the show really when it first started, I guess. I did. I knew about the show. I knew about the show very well. And um, I'd auditioned for the pilot and been in the mix for the pilot. So I did. And I knew, you know, I knew about JJ and what a successful showrunner he was with Felicity and Alias already under his belt. So it wasn't a surprise that Lost was going to be a hit. I mean, the pilot was unputdownable. It was completely and utterly compelling to read. And then unsurprisingly turned out as well as it did. Um, so there was no shock there. I'm not, um, and nor have I ever been, uh, despite what I do for a living, a huge TV watcher. I, I mean, I, it's ridiculous, but I'm just not a huge consumer of television. <laughs> um, I'm a reader by choice and, and, and read all the time. So, so that more, was more my thing. So, so when they asked me to come in and... Um, well, they didn't ask me to come in. They just gave me the role of Penny, which was lovely. And at the time, it was just a one-off. It was just, you know, there's this girlfriend. We can't tell you much about her because we don't know much about her. Um, <laughs> would you like to come in and, and do it? And I thought, yeah, trip to Hawaii. Why not? Have fun. <laughs> lovely. And and um, and as with any guest star, you just never know. I mean, you, 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 you just never know because quite often you do an episode of something and it goes very well and everyone says, thank you so much. And then you're on your way again. Um, I think... They realized this was a fun pairing and a sort of and 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 that Ian and I had good chemistry on screen and that that was a fun thing to write towards um so yes it it sort of evolved into this into this um lovely thing, but I did not know what I was getting into i didn't I didn't know how big the show was or was going to be. Um, and I didn't know how big the role was going to be. Did well, not big, significant. Significant, yeah, yeah, exactly. Did Did you know what role you read for in the pilot, or was it kind of a case of you just go in there and uh, hopefully you can land one of the the characters that are in the pilot? No, I did. I I, I did. I I was uh, in, in the mix for the Evangeline Lilly role. Oh right, there you go. Um, you could have been Kate. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> I would never have been. She was a fabulous Kate, and and she was the right choice for it. But mm. yes, it was it was. Um, it was a it was a possibility in in one version of my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's um, that's a, that's a whole uh, different universe in and how things would have uh, would have exactly. turned out. I mean, it's it's kind of sort of just fascinating as you were sort of saying there about how significant this character would be because. I mean, one thing that we definitely talk up on Lost is kind of the romantic pairings. And I think between, uh, you know, Desmond and Penny and 
um, son and, and Jin, just how, I don't know, it's just, it always gets me emotional thinking of the pairings. And I'm not the, the biggest emotional guy, uh, Sonia, but I mean, I just think there's just there's so much stuff between... I get that. You're Australian. You yes. have no emotion. We have no emotion, exactly. Okay. Australian just... men. That's yes. why I thought so, yeah. <laughs> yes. Great. Uh, you've seen Chris Hemsworth yeah. act. Um, but no, it's... It, yeah. it, it really it really kind of just gets me just how emotional this pairing can get. And it's interesting you say there about how you're not... They don't know much about the character. You're told you're going to be this girlfriend. And this is also a trend kind of of all the uh, the people we're having on this show that you're not told too much about the characters. Do you, do you feel it's a case of they're trying to keep that from you so you can play this in a certain way? Or are these writers legitimately just trying to go along with this uh, across the way because of all the mysteries and everything that will happen with these characters? I think. Uh, these writers were as surprised as anybody was about how huge the show was, uh, how big it was going to get. I think, um, I don't think I'm, I'm telling secrets out of school to say that, you know, to write that many seasons, 22 episodes for every season, is the most monstrously tall order. I mean, it's, it's baffling to me that anyone can come up with that many stories for that many characters all the time and tie them up at the end of, you know, at the end of every season or at the end of every arc. Um, so, so no, I don't think they were withholding information because they thought, oh, that's the best way to go. I think they genuinely didn't have it yet. I mean, I think there were big master plans and arcs, but, but not, no specifics, no specifics really. Um, and quite often, you know, I'm married to a showrunner. My, my husband writes a show called Get Shorty mm-hmm. and, and there's, there's pros and cons to having it all written ahead of time, honestly, because if you do know exactly down to the last detail um, what you're going to do, you leave no room to discover an actor. You leave no room to see, oh, wow, that couple's really firing on all cylinders. Let's write more for them. Or this isn't quite working. Let's ease off that. So um, so I think it was. it's kind of wonderful in a way that, they, that this thing grew as organically as it did and that it... That, that they got to write to the actors that they had and discovered and, and you know, push them in the direction that they sort of seemed to be leaning into anyway. Um, but it did mean that we didn't have a lot of information going in at all, ever. I mean, every time I went back, I had no idea if this was the last episode I'd go back for. Mm. Ian yeah. would say to me, I'd, I'd show up in Hawaii, and he'd be like, have they booked you for another one? And I'd say, I don't know. And he'd say, right, because... If if you're coming back, then I know I'm still in it for another three episodes. <laughs> so he would literally be gauging off me whether he was likely to die in the next season or not. I like that. I like that. How how you two can kind of know whether you've got job security going on there and lost. Um, sure, totally, <laughs> totally. And as as an actor, though, well, he had how- a lot more at stake. True. He had a lot more at stake than I did. He was there with his whole family in Hawaii. I mean, I was just flying <laughs> in and out. You, you were just going in there for, you know, the frequent flyer miles and the holiday, basically, in the sun. Exactly. Uh. <laughs> too true. Um, yeah. As an actor, though, is that is that more challenging? Yeah. Is that more fun to be able to play a character where you don't know as much as you say would if you were doing a movie or kind of a, a, a permanent character on a, on a TV show that you would know a little bit more about? You know, they both have their advantages. They really do. I mean, I've done cable shows. You tend to, because there are fewer, you tend to have the whole thing written beforehand or at least a very, very strong sense, at least the first five or something going in. Um, so I've done cable shows where I've had every single episode and I've known exactly where I'm going and it's like a movie. So you can arc it and chart it and make sure that you've 
um, you know, you're sort of at an emotional peak in a certain place because you know that uh, that's that's as high or, or, or as intense as it's going to get. So why not give it your all? Uh, the other is is strangely more like life in that you don't know if this is the last time you're ever going to cry or or, or the biggest laugh of your life. So so you sort of. Um, uh, it, it keeps you present. It keeps you very um, in touch with that exact moment and what that line is in that very moment. And you, you kind of give it your all. Uh, not that the other you don't, but the other is more conscious and mm. more structured. And, and this way is much more organic or, or organic. And, and um, you could just a moment to moment, script to script. Okay, she's in tears again. Okay, she still hasn't found him. Uh, you know, so so you just sort of um, go with that. TV tends you you tend to have to in TV surrender much more to your writers, and and just um, it, it, you you trust you trust in them much much more because because they're ultimately in charge. With a movie or a cable show, you you can gather up those scripts and make an arc for yourself out of it choose where you want to make the high points and low points to be really and i mean you're mentioning kind of how it also opens the doors for the sort of the writers to to play into the hands of the actors playing those characters does that then in turn give you an opportunity for creative input did you make suggestions to say hey maybe penny should do this maybe penny should do that things like that no, along the way? not on this show at all no because the writers room was back in la and the actors were all in hawaii um and so there was almost no contact, certainly in my experience, between writers and and um, and cast. And God knows, they had enough great minds in that room coming up with storylines. I think the last thing I needed was a guest star being like, hi, a couple <laughs> of thoughts, guys. Um, I'm just not sure they'd have welcomed that. Um, so, uh, and honestly, anything I would have given, they'd have come up with 18 times already. I have done plenty of shows where... I do have those that relationship with the writer. It tends to the geography really does help. If your writer's room is literally on the set or nearby the set, uh, that that just lends itself to a little more intimacy and and and, and frequency of nipping into the room and offering things. Um, and having a writer that comes to set all the time also means that they're actually there and you can actually pitch them a quick line change or whatever. Um, but that wasn't the case on Lost. It was Jack Bender was who uh, directed. I think almost every episode that I did anyway. Um, and Jack was very much the writer's presence on the set. So if I had a line change or a tweak or something, then I could pitch it to him. I, I quite often got away with a, some, just a tiny sort of shift here and there because the writers were all American and, of course, Penny was English. So I could sometimes, under the guise of saying, that's not the English way of saying it, I could... Um, sort of nudge a line change in there just to make it more colloquial and English sounding. Yeah, yeah. And because, I mean, that's one thing I think, too, that Lost did, does so well is given that the whole show was filmed in Hawaii and, you know, for the most part, Penny's involved in flashbacks. So, of course, a lot of this is being set, you know, in the UK. I know there was some stuff, you know, not just in the UK, in LA, other places that aren't obviously in Hawaii. So, I mean, obviously, you you kind of have to, I guess, add the colloquialisms, if I can speak big words there, Sonia, um, <laughs> along the yeah. way. I mean, as, as an Australian, you know, I mean, we're kind of seeing a lot of Australian sort of characters in the show as well. So, it's kind of... Right. We appreciate that when the the small details that they do put into kind of these flashbacks set in another location and with the language and things like that, it really does kind of 
add to the the feel of the show for for people like us who know hey that's not how yeah, we, we would say that totally no 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 it pays off completely i mean i, I was i remember being in LA in midsummer and being flown to Hawaii to pretend it was 1980s London midwinter <laughs> to go and shoot in a studio in a Polonek in the blazing sun <laughs> and pretend it was London Christmas Christmas Eve for that phone call with um, right. with Henry with Ian yeah so yeah standard standard day really uh, you know just standard like, oh, yeah. day yeah yeah just, normal fare yeah just typical just typical I mean it's it kind of just mentioning there obviously for the most part a lot of your storyline and sort of the role was through flashbacks and I, I mean it kind yeah. of it we we enjoy obviously seeing this build up because that was the thing with Penny and Desmond it's kind of you know just seeing their history and ultimately it would lead then to the phone call that you mentioned obviously when the rescue comes along and then kind of obviously later on seeing how they are when eventually it all catches up to them i mean just just working with with Ian as well i mean the chemistry between you two is just incredible i mean can we just point that out but i mean how yeah. how was it working with him across these scenes because for him obviously he's in it a, a little bit more than you are and for him to kind of be doing the scenes on the island in the flashbacks, it, it's different for him. But how is it working of someone who's got another storyline going on in another part and you're kind of having to play off kind of what his character's ultimately going to lead to? I mean, just I guess the working environment on a show like this can be difficult with those crossing over of characters and storylines. Maybe for him, not for me. I, 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 mine was a very, very simple love story. It really was. It was someone who just deeply deeply loved a man and was prepared to do whatever it took to find him, anchor him, bring him home. And uh, so, you know, tears in the space-time continuum didn't really <laughs> matter to Penny. Um, and I wasn't tracking what Ian was doing in his other life. I, I, I wasn't asking about it. I wasn't watching it. I wasn't... I sort of quite deliberately cut all of that away so that when he and I were on set, we would chit chat about, you know, at the time I didn't have kids at the time, but you know, his kids and life on Hawaii and what I was up to. And and he'd tell me some stuff about the show or, or he'd, you know, we'd be irritated about an episode or whatever it was, but it was, um, I wasn't sitting there quizzing him about what's happening there and what's this dynamic like with so-and-so. And I didn't want to know. I didn't want to know any of it so that I could just play this very simple love story, which is, I think, in the end, what people really responded to about this couple was that it was Agree. just, there was no triangle. There was no other person. There was no, um, it was just a really old-fashioned love story in the midst of a very, very complicated show. Mm-hmm. And um, I think there was something in the, in the purity of that and in that lovely episode, The Constant, um, that, you know, to this day, I, I think about that episode or I, I haven't actually watched it for years, but, but I, I think there's, there's a reason it crops up so much in conversations about Lost and that people, you know, sort of endearingly rate it as one of their favorite episodes in the show because I think it was, it was just a, a moment of very simple emotion um even though there was all this complicated um time (laughs) experience (laughs) around it um there was it was very very pure in what we were playing in that 
and yeah. um, and that's what and that's what he and I would do honestly. And he's a wonderful actor, so it made it just he was just it was just really fun to work together. I I loved the scenes we did together. It's yeah, and it's just as I said, the, the chemistry between you two just incredible. And I, I like the way you kind of say that it's like a good old fashioned lasser, and it it really was. And I think kind of you know in comparison to sort of Jin and Sun, uh, the characters, you know, those two characters that there was lots of complications involved with them. There were sort of things yeah. going left, right, and center. Whereas, you know, yeah. ultimately, at the end of the day, you know, Desmond was really just ultimately just trying to find his way back to you, to Penny. So it kind of, exactly. that's, that's what it comes exactly. down to. And, you know, yeah. I mean, what did you have a favorite scene that you filmed kind of with Ian across the way? Was it, I mean, I know obviously the phone call, I mean, I'm guessing you're filming that in different parts or is there kind of a secret to that? Were you secretly just on the other side of a wall there? I mean, how, does that work something differently? He was there <laughs> for my side of it. I right. think. God, do you know, I can't remember. I cannot remember. I was not there for his. I'm pretty sure of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think he was off camera for mine. God, I, I, my, the, you, I, I am almost the worst interview you're ever going to have because <laughs> I have the memory of a goldfish. I mean, my husband laughed out loud when I said today I was going to do this interview. He was like, good luck. Do you have Wikipedia <laughs> open in front of you? Do you even remember what you did yesterday? It is legendary amongst my friends and my family how appalling my memory is. So... Um, so take anything I say with a pinch of salt okay, okay. in terms of actual in terms of actual <laughs> facts and data. I remember feelings that that much I do know. But yes. <laughs> um, I think I'm right in saying that uh, we weren't there, for, that, that he was off camera for my stuff. Um, but I think, yes, I think that phone call, I, I think that phone call was, was, was pretty, um, is up there with, you know, sort of favorite moment. The other one was being on the boat and rescuing everyone. That mm-hmm. was, that was just fun. I mean, that was just like, oh my God, I, I think this is what the entire show has been about. And I'm the one who's rescuing them. That's yeah. incredible. Yeah. Which is <laughs> um, crazy. You, I mean, you're just thinking you were involved privilege. in some of the most iconic scenes. You were involved in the rescue. You were involved in that phone call, which people talk about. You're in the end in kind of the, the church sort of, you know, mm-hmm. purgatory church, bit. Yeah. And of course the famous sort of not pennies, boat section i mean you're involved in kind of that closing sequence yeah yeah. so you're you're sort of there sonia you're you're the one all these iconic scenes there you are (laughs) (laughs) um yes yes i know it it was it's a crazy thing it was a crazy thing to sort of glom on to um something a juggernaut this big and somehow find that you're in, in, enmeshed in in the fabric of it. Yeah. Do you have much memories of that final scene, kind of the whole, you know, closing moment, which obviously divides fans to this day. We're not going to, you know, we maybe we'll get your opinion on it in a moment. Obviously, you said you kind of didn't really follow the show that closely, but what was that like filming that final sequence in that church? And, and I mean, I'm guessing you're told that this is going to be the final scene, or are you not told that this is going to be the final scene of Lost? No, we were told that was the final scene. We were. It was shrouded in secrecy, and we were, you know... Um, sort of and we weren't flown in separately but we I didn't know that some of them were flying in until we were all on the bus driving to the location and I was like oh oh okay oh they've brought everyone back okay <laughs> um and it was it was fun it was like being at a reunion you know um but it was like being at a reunion where you only joined in the sixth form so mm. you feel slightly out <laughs> whereas everyone else has been together for eight years yeah uh so it felt you know um both lovely and and I felt sort of slightly outside it, slightly like I was just observing it, feeling, wow, I'm not sure how I, I'm not sure how I snuck in <laughs> to this 
to this crowd, but here I am. So great. How fun. Um, yeah. And, and, um, and I don't know. I, I mean, I don't think, I, I don't think I have an opinion either way about the ending. I, to me, it was satisfying. To me, it felt, um, good and, and there was closure there and that there were, uh, felt important to have everyone under the same roof. Um, and it was moving. I definitely remember that. I remember shooting it and thinking, well, this is in its strange way, in its strange ceremonial way and ritualized way. It's moving, which is, I think, uh, the hallmark of ending a, a show properly. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, you know, as I said at the time of recording this, we're only just at the end of season two, but, um, you know, we've got a bit to go. But Noah, my yeah. my co-host, who sadly couldn't join us today, he's much... Uh, a bigger fan of Lost than I, and so he kind of, you know, while I may be cheating here slightly, Sonia, and having things like Wikipedia open just to make sure that I am correct, yeah, uh, he would be knowing good, all these great. book smarts off the top of his head. Um, but, right. yeah, it's it's kind of just still to this day that the fact that people talk about it, but, uh, you know, personally, I, I wasn't that much of a, you know, I didn't, I'm probably a bit like you. I think it was kind of was okay. I, I didn't hate it. <laughs> I'm not one of these keyboard warriors. Oh, that was yeah. terrible. That's purgatory. They took the cheap right. route out. Like, come on. <laughs> so, right 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 yeah did i mean you also uh of course on the show your father was played by a great australian alan dale uh can i of just uh, stand yeah. here and say that as an australian we're very proud of uh alan dale uh he is in everything he literally is in everything he's in everything and <laughs> rightly so he's wonderful yeah what was it like working with alan Oh, he was delightful. He was absolutely lovely. I mean, we didn't actually have that many scenes together. We mm. only had a few. Um, you know, it's one of those things where our storylines were so intimately connected, but we didn't actually uh, coexist in the same room all that often. But um, he was lovely. It's always fun. It's always a nice thing to work. I, 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 I love working with Australians, New Zealanders, Brits. It's a taste of home. Um, it's not to say I don't like Americans, but there's something <laughs> just so reassuring about working with people who you know have the same sense of humor, you know can be cheeky and then get it together and work hard. Um, you know, there's just, an, there's a, there's a, sometimes I find a lovely sense of playfulness about the Brits and the Aussies and the New Zealanders it, that you don't necessarily always find with the Americans. Or you can, but it just, it just takes a bit longer. There's a shorthand. That's yes. all. So yes. I think that was partly what was nice about working with Ian was going, oh, lovely, a Brit, a weird on a weird island. Come on, let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like home. Uh, we're all, you know, people exactly. on islands, aren't we? At the end of the day, I mean, I know you technically all, shipped us all, off to another we're all island. We're Brits on islands, essentially. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. Do you do you keep in touch with with Ian or kind of anybody else from the cast? Yes, absolutely. We do. Um, we did a short film a few years ago. I just, just had my second baby, um, literally about sort of four or five weeks earlier or something. And he and I did this lovely little film called Visible. Um, and it was so fun to work together again and just so, so nice to see him. And we sat down and chatted for hours. Um, and then I do a podcast of my own called Bookish. Right. And, um yeah, it's lovely. I interview, um, as I said, I'm a huge reader, and I interview interesting people about the five books that have shaped them most. It's kind of based on an English radio show called Desert Island Discs, where you get to choose the eight records that you would take to your desert island. But instead of records, it's books, and it's not your favorite ones. It's the books that have sort of made you who you are. Anyway, I've just, I did season one, and I'm starting season two, and I put it out to the sort of Twitter fans 
I asked everyone who they'd like, you know, just some ideas for guests. And mm-hmm. the resounding response was, please, could you put Ian, <laughs> get yes. Ian as a guest. <laughs> so I interview, uh, I don't even know if he reads, but he better had to, because he's, he's coming on the show <laughs> in a week's time. And um, and he'll be my guest, and I'll put it out on Twitter when I I I, t- I wait I do the whole season and then I launch the season, so I'll let everyone know when fantastic when that one's going to be. Wow, yeah, it's addicting, isn't it? You start the podcasting, you just you just want to keep doing it, right? Like you you, you felt that that sort of addiction, surely. Yes, I just love them. I mean, I've been uh, I was listening to podcasts so long before they were fashionable. I was listening to podcasts back in the day when there were only six in the world or something. <laughs> I mean, I I've been I I was an early advocate because I love the spoke. I love being read to. I love stories. I don't I get in the car and I don't even really listen to music much to my husband's horror. I really just like stories. So I was addicted to um a show that's very big here called This American Life. And uh, and then they, that spawned sort of podcasts of its own. And and then and then I just came up with this idea. I just thought it would be so, as someone who loves books and loves talking about books, I thought this would be a fun way to talk to people. So I did 12 episodes and just loved it. So now I start season two. Great. Well, we'll, we'll definitely tag it on yeah. our on our post on our website. So, Thank uh, you. People Please can do. Be definitely, great. Definitely, definitely. Um, and just also, I mean, before I ask you kind of uh, sort of what you also have got going on, uh, Sonia, as well, one thing I just wanted to mention, I was a real big fan of Flash Forward, and I was very sad that that kind of didn't uh, last uh, past the first season. I mean, that I mean, you kind of go from Lost to Flash Forward, which was almost like kind of perceived as this new Lost-style show because it had all these mysteries to it. That must yeah. have been a fun show to work on as well. It was wonderful. That was a really, really lovely show. I mean, David Goyer is a is a great friend of mine, and uh, he was the showrunner and creator of it. And he had such a wonderful vision for it. It was, I mean, one of the best pilots I've ever read. I mean, it was really up there with Lost. It was it was just um, mesmerizing and the most brilliant idea. And this great hybrid of high concept sci fi, but then very grounded and real you know i mean once you got past the fact that the world had stopped for (laughs) 60 seconds um everything else felt very grounded in reality and in human contact and and, and similar to lost i think it took a lot from from lost it learned a lot from that um it just in a way it was sort of it was big and sprawling and it i guess it wasn't sure or abc weren't sure whether it was a sci-fi show or a family drama or, or what it was you know it had it had so many people and characters and layers to it and the FBI chasing them. And um, it, it was, I, I, like I say, I, I loved it and I loved the role and I loved the cast and it was, it was great, great fun. Mm, yeah, I'm glad was, you did. Yeah, no, I, I was very sad. I was addicted to it. I really, really enjoyed it. And um, yeah. I kind of, I remember how it sort of ended and then found out that it wasn't coming back. I'm like, wow, okay. This is one of those ones that kind of, you know, it's always going to sit there like, damn it, there's no resolution. Um, but Yeah, no, believe me, us too. Yeah, it's, <laughs> the, it's, the actors are just as bummed as the fans, <laughs> I can assure you. Well, in the age of uh, reboots and sort of all these things, who knows, uh, Netflix or Amazon who or knows? someone like might buy it who knows um we'll we'll start a, a crowdfunding yeah. campaign and just get something there um, you something go like that. <laughs> um what's in the pipeline now for you sonia have you got anything kind of coming out uh anything that you're working on at the moment that you can share with us today i uh i just wrapped a movie uh two weeks ago called bad impulse 
which is the title now, who knows? These things change all the time. Um, but that was really fun. That was a sort of um, psychological thriller. And uh, it was, it was um, yeah, it was really fun to do. It was shot here in L.A. and nice crowd of people. Um, and then, as I say, I start um, season two of this. Well, I've already done four episodes of the, of the podcast, so I'll be... Um, releasing that soon enough and then uh i've just written a pilot of my own so Beautiful. i'm trying to get um get that set up it's a comedy and a uh, half hour so we'll we'll see what happens with that um and then and then other than that i don't know i don't know what's next i'm waiting to see i'm 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 quite picky i've got two little ones who are two and four so the idea of um leaving and going away and taking them away and upheaving them is feels just ugh, fatiguing at the moment. It really does. So I'm trying to find a job that I want to do in a show that's great and that shoots in L.A. So that's quite a tall order. Um, so we'll wait to see. I'm going to do um, a role on my husband's show, Get Shorty. So I've got four episodes of that, and that does shoot in L.A., which is great, and Easy. happens to be written by my husband. So that <laughs> that ticks all the boxes. You'd want to hope he'd cast um, you at some point. You'd want to think that maybe... I uh... have to say, I have to say, there was a moment where I was like, dude, what, what, do, what do I have to do here? <laughs> What's it going to fucking take? Um, and uh, he was like, no, 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 we should, I should be so lucky. Here yes. you go. And it's a really, really fun role, actually. It's a it's a it's a wonderful role, and he wrote it specifically for me. So I think it'll be it'll be great to do. Fantastic, fantastic. Well, we look forward to yeah. that, and we look forward to uh, everything else that's coming out with you, Sonia. As I said, we'll uh, tag your podcast on our on our website and let our listeners know where they can check that out. Uh, and just quickly, yeah, social media. Do you want to just send out a plug for you on Twitter, Instagram? Can people sort of follow you closely on these other services as well? Sure, sure. I'm at Sonia Walger official on um, Instagram, and I think it's just at Sonia Walger on Twitter. Um, and then the podcast is bookish with Sonia Walger. Beautiful. Well, as I said, we'll tag all that and get it out there. But it has been a massive Thank pleasure you. having you on the show today, Sonia. Really do appreciate it. And uh, yeah, we will uh, we will look forward to keeping an eye out on how things go in uh, Sonia Walger's life uh, moving forward from this point on. Lovely. Thank you so much for having me. And a massive, massive pleasure uh, to speak to Sonia there. And thank you very much for her time on the show and a big thanks to her management for arranging that interview for us. Uh, pleasure to speak to her about Lost and uh, other things there in the meantime too. And as I said, we'll tag her shows on the post uh, on our website. That's yoursnetwork.net. So you can check out a podcast and, of course, follow her on social media and everything else in between that. And if you're a fan of our Lost episodes, remember they go out on Mondays, Australian time. Uh, if you do wish to check those out and follow along with us as we uh, recap every single episode of Lost along the way. Other interviews are lined up as well, so stay tuned to our social media pages, and we've got some ones we've also already done as well uh, from the last few weeks, so check them out. Social media, of course, as I just said, theosnetwork.net is a great place to find all those. It's nice and easy and simple, and uh, that is all in the one place. And you can, of course, subscribe to our podcast. We are on iTunes, we're on Spotify, we're on Stitcher, and whilst you're there, we would very much appreciate it if you could leave us some feedback too. Let us know what you think of the show, and uh, we definitely 
definitely would appreciate hearing from you along the way. But in the meantime, my name is Ben. This has been the Oz Network. We will speak to you next time, wherever you are hearing my voice. Good night. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.